Hi, just a little heads up on this episode. It is from uh, a previous uh, podcast called Out of the Cave, and you can still um, listen to those podcasts as well at Out of the Cave. And this is a series that we call More Stories. So sit back and relax. If you hear different references to different shows, don't panic. You're listening to Pete George Raw. Hey Pete, how are you? <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. It's really exciting to be here. Yes. Yeah, just to say that, but yeah. Scotland is, is home uh, and I thank you very much for your kind words about my songs, I really appreciate that, it's always been about uh, connecting and telling a story so you can connect uh, but musically things didn't really begin for me until I got to Australia back home in Scotland as a very different kind of human being uh, I had a real I guess I had that upbringing with uh, the hard-working, uh, working town, mining area, you know, the, the kind of thing where I grew up believing that all I wanted to be was a an, an excellent drinker. I wanted to be uh, the top drinker I could be, possibly be because I thought that's what marked being a man. Uh, and I thought having family early in life was what it meant to be a man. But... Uh, yeah, so my life was very, very, very different than it is now. I was a very, uh, ended up being in a very violent, abusive life. Alcohol and drugs were the biggest thing. I, I was in love with alcohol and I was in love with drugs uh, from a very young age uh, because I had this this 
life at home. I had a mother that was always in and out of hospital because she was disabled. She was always in and out of hospital. I had a father who was a very angry, quiet man, you know, that like uh, my cousin, my cousin one time said, you know, that's just how men and boys were then. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about now? Can you hear me now? That, yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry, that was... Oh, I should have switched my phone off, but my phone's... Everything's hooked up, so that was Jacinta just trying to FaceTime me. <laughs> oh, and I just gave, oh, I'm going to interview. And she's like, oh, you know, uh, we can we can start at the beginning again if you want. Yeah, yeah. Or you can keep it in. <laughs> Keep it in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then the they're the ones. They're the ones. They're the ones that you're always told about in the pubs to keep an eye out. Because I ended up. Uh, so I ended up at a young age working in bars and clubs because I wanted to get close to my my drug of choice and you know the best place to be. But uh, you know it it took me down a road of like thieving and 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 being a, like a, like doing doing the wrong thing, stealing and and uh, lying and and you know being just not a nice human, you know, and not what people not want to be around me uh, because I had this hunger inside me that needed to be fed. So I would, whatever I could, I would, I would run around trying my best to, to find a way of grabbing hold of drink drugs. And, and even, even women, like, you know, like, like the whole idea of, being afraid to be alone, being afraid to know oneself, afraid of loving oneself. So the idea, like, and, and I would say there's a lot, like, I've, I've come to a, a good place with my parents now. Uh, and, you know, I've been able to 
look at my part as their son and not being the best son that I could have been for them. But at the same time, I was I had my own challenges and my own thing going on. Like, you know, and, and it was hard for them. They, they, they had an alcoholic, drug addict son who would steal for them, would rob them, would, would you know, was doing the things that they felt were not the right thing to do. So my dad struggled with that and he could only behave and interact in the way that he knew how to. And then that was that's where the clashing came along, like, you know, and, you know, and then it escalated, escalated and escalated, you know. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> forward yeah 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 I think I think for you. Yeah, I, I, I guess for me, I always was looking for a way out of my life. Hence the reason I was an alcoholic and a drug addict at a young age. You know, uh, and you know it was always a way out because uh, I was a carer. I had to look after my mum. I had to look after my brother. I had to, like and and I took abuse from my dad. So there was that constant care responsibility thing. So n- I was never able to really allow myself the freedom to do what I wanted to do because I was so codependent on the trauma that I was going through. And I met this Irish girl who, uh, whilst I was working in a club in Edinburgh, and uh, she basically showed me a a different way of looking at the world. She threw a, a journal at me one day and she said, right, instead of me using this in an aggressive, angry way. She threw, uh, and I started writing. And one day she says, I want to go to do a bit of traveling, go to Europe. So we did Europe. Uh, and uh, I took a guitar with me to Europe. She says, what are you doing with that? You don't know how to play guitar. And I says, I'm going to learn. Uh, 
but and by the time we got back to Ireland, I still couldn't play guitar. Uh, and then she says, well, I want to go to Australia. And I said, and I was so codependent on her. I was so afraid of not being able to live my own life without her in my life. Yeah, I was creating so much trouble for her, so much drama for her. She was constantly saying, I want to get away from you because she wanted to go to the other side of the world. And when she heard that I was going to go to Australia, she went, oh, okay. And obviously, when we got to Australia, I had the best time ever because I was still drinking, still using, and and she had the worst time ever because I made sure her time was worse because uh, of the kind of human I was then, the individual I was then. You know, my, my life was all about uh, chasing nothing but wanting everything, like, you know? Uh, I, I <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, we 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 ended up in Alice Springs. Was the last place we ended up on our year's working visa. Uh, and I'd never sung with a guitar in public. And I was a little bad in Alice. And uh, all that writing and journaling I'd done, I'd been basically uh, uh, writing, 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 I guess poetry, writing what was in the head, just having it come out. So I sang for the first time in Alice Springs, met a whole load of people that were like, wow, geez, you can sing, but you can't play guitar for, for toffee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, shit at the guitar. You know that was it they were saying. Yeah, like that. Like, would you call it? Wow, you can sing, but you can't play guitar for shit. You know that was what they was. And I was saying, oh, thanks very much. So we went back to Ireland, and I turned around and said to her, I said, look, I want to go back to Alice Springs because something happened in Alice. Something happened in Australia for me. The the drive we had come from the Gold Coast and drove all the way from the Gold Coast to the Red Centre. Alice Springs and uh, something happened something something amazing happened like it just was this thing where we got to one point and you could actually see the curvature of the planet you just got up that bit and you could see the curvature of the planet and within me I had this moment where I said Christ Colin like you know you are nothing in this vast space this universe so why the hell are you living the way you are. You need to change the way you're living because at the end of the day, what do you want to leave? What do you want to leave behind? So like I, 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 that was a moment of change and went back to Ireland, came back, uh, never went back to Ireland. The the girl uh, bit, so were we recording? All right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so we uh, so we went back to Ireland, came back. I came back, and I never went back to Ireland after coming back the second time to Australia. I was still drinking heavily. I met my son's mother. Uh, we had a child. Uh, now back home in Scotland, I've got uh, I got <laughs> I was in a relationship for eleven years with a, a lady, and and you know I had three kids to her. Uh, I've got a a 27 year old a 25 year old 
and I've also got a, a, a 21 year old who I haven't seen for nearly well like that would be roughly round about you're looking at 20 years I haven't been in their life I haven't been part of their life because of my alcoholism my drinking uh, the abuse and uh, so I, 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 to get to the point I'm trying to get to is that I had ended up with this life that was very similar to the life I had in Scotland I woke up in the Todd River after being missing for about three days. I don't know what happened to me. I had a big blackout. I used to, when I drank, I would have blackouts. I would wake up and wake up in different parts of Scotland and different cities. Uh, I'd wake up, like, you know, not knowing where I'd been. And so this time I woke up with a local Aboriginal lady kicking me in the guts because I think she thought I was dead. And I think it was local fella, a CPR. Uh, and I woke up, I was bruised all the way down my side where she was kicking me, and she just looked at me and she said, you don't belong here, you know. By that time, I had another son. I was in an unhappy relationship, uh, and I walked, and I was going back to my house, and I basically said, this isn't the life for me. Something's going to change. And during I had a lot of people coming at my life before that who were basically indicators and seeds uh, that were probably growing inside of me for a long time. But I think the space of the desert allowed me the room to allow those seeds to grow. And then when they had grown so much, I couldn't ignore them anymore. And so I decided at that point to make change. Yeah. 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 Moment. Ping. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. For a long time, you know, we... <laughs> You, you don't want to be the villain of the story. We all want to be the hero. We all want to be the hero of our story. But, you know, I've learned that I have been the villain in many people's stories. And with that comes a level of awakening, a level of understanding, uh, and then self-love, self-healing has to begin. Uh, I, rem- I, remember a, I remember an old fella turned around and goes to me once. He says, Colin, what's the... Uh, what's the one thing you've taken with you, wherever you've went, you know? And and I was looking at him and I goes, my, my wallet, you know, my shoes. Like, we went through everything. And he looked at me and he went, no, you are the one thing that you've taken everywhere. So what do you think you need to do? 
and I flipping looked at him and I just went, you like, and that was, that was like, to be honest, that was at one of my first ever AA meetings, you know, and like, you know, and, and, you know, I used to go to AA meetings and look at people and say, what a bunch of miserable bastards. Look at them. Whinging at the canny drink, whinging the canny do this. And I'd go to AA meetings and I'd go, look at them. They're just flipping real junkies that are unhappy to flipping real that they can't use drugs anymore. What? But all I was doing was reflecting me. That's all I was doing when I was being angry, when I was being abusive, when I was being the kind of human being that people didn't want around. All I was doing was reflecting what you're saying, the pain. I was reflecting that that struggle and that fear that is always there. That like The fear is never going to go away. My mother used to tell me, you're, you're, you're afraid of your own shadow calling. And as I've got older and, and as I've, I've looked at myself, and what, like, she's basically described anxiety in the simplest way. Not depression, but anxiety. Because the, being afraid of my own shadow meant I was too afraid to move forward. You know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I understand that. That is like you know, the, the, like anxiety. Like, you know, it, it, recently I was diagnosed with having ADHD and uh, a thing called FND, functional neurological disorder, due to my abuse and 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 alcohol abuse and drug abuse, which is becoming more. It's become more apparent as a, I guess, uh, as I've got lazy in my growth. You know, because we like growth is that up and down thing, like you know, and and those days, like there's like when I met my my wife now, like you know, I would stay in the house, and the the only days I would really do anything was when I had my son, or if we were if she was coming over, uh, but I didn't want to get like get in the man cave and stay there, and and because you know what's the point. What is the point? You know, I've, I've, I, like when, like I was at that stage, it was the realization that I had been the villain, and you know, like I was trying to find, you know, how I could move forward for that, like you know. So I understand what you're saying about being afraid to go out in the big world because it's scary. It's a horrible place at times. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I have to be honest, uh when I first got sober, I had a mate that his offsider who was playing in Alice, he basically said, Oh, look, my offsider's gone. Do you want to sing a couple of songs on a Sunday with me? And I was like going, oh, yeah, all right. And I, this was me getting sober at the very beginning. Uh, and I was sitting up there, and I didn't really know how to play guitar. And he says, just hold the guitar, and if you don't, just stop. Don't Just don't stop singing. Just don't stop singing. Stop playing the guitar, but don't stop singing. And I remember being up there absolutely sweating, like sweating and absolutely feeling broken like you know absolutely broken uh, and nothing was going to move me forward at, at that point uh, but you know 
I kept going back on a Sunday. Then Shawnee basically said, look, I've got this other gig. We're doing this other gig. And I went, oh, wait a minute, mate. Like, what do you mean we're doing another gig? Got another gig. Uh, and then I would get paid for that gig. And then he left town. And basically I said, what am I going to do? And I had a good friend that turned around and said, see all those things you've been writing down? See if you can put some music to them and we'll record some of that stuff. Uh, and then from that point on, it was more about, because it was put to me that if I don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. And I'm still going to be left in a position where I'm I'm not really fulfilling who I am. So, yeah, it's, I still, I'm, I'm still absolutely petrified. It, it's, it, I, I, I'm absolutely, like, I love what I do. Pete, I love what I do. I, ever since I was a little boy, going to church, I sang in church. I sang, church was a place where I could feel free to sing, you know? Because my dad wasn't really one for noise in the house. He didn't really like the noise in the house. And if I was too noisy, it would set him off. Uh, So I I always loved singing at school. It, it was something, it was one of those subjects that made me feel like I didn't have to worry about everything else because I was useless at school because now I know I have got ADHD. You, the whole zoom, zoom, zooming around, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and it's like, well, I've got to go. Like, th- that's it. So, and people, like, as I've got older, people have always went, oh, that Colin, he's really intense. And, like, you know, and, and you know, I mean, I'm a lot bit like I've learned before I got to the point of uh, where I am now, I'd learned self mechanisms. And when I got told I had this condition, I had somebody say, Oh, well, you've dealt with it this far in your life. You're not going to have to do anything else. Like, and I'm going, Oh, wait a minute. This is a growing point. This is another stage. Yeah. 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 That was a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, like I'd done, I'd, I'd, I'd travelled around the country, up and down. I'd, I'd supported uh, a lot of well-known artists, uh, like and, and and pushed myself up the coast and stuff, uh, and even including Jacinta when she was a musician. I'd supported her in her band and got to meet some incredible people that way. But the voice was one of those things. I didn't want to do the voice. I was like, oh, I'm not doing the voice. I'm a singer-songwriter. I'm an artist. But my manager at the time, my manager who I had at the time, basically uh, looked at me and he said, look, Colin, uh, do you want to take a chance? And now taking chances for somebody like me who is so wired with anxiety and is, and letting go, there's no such thing as uh, <laughs> let, 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 let go. What let go? I'm, like, well, I'm holding on to things that I had when I was five, like, you know? Uh, still, but you know, so it was one of those things that I went, okay, then I'll, I'll, I'll trust you. 
I'll trust what my family's saying and I'll go for it. But it was frightening. But what it gave me, and it was, a lot of people go, oh, the voice is a terrible show. They treat me, it was the basic, they treated me beautifully. Uh, and it gave me the opportunity to know that I can do it at that level. I can do it at that level. I, if I push myself and, I, and I, I do everything that I've been taught and I sit back and I take the time and I believe and I, I, I look at my higher power and I ask my higher power for that support, nothing, nothing in this world can't be done. There's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Being a creative kind of individual, I can't take, I believe I can't take credit for everything that I produce that comes from me. I believe it comes from somewhere else. There's like a conveyor belt up there, and now and again I can grab things, you know, and I'm lucky enough that I can translate what I've been given and put it out to the world. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, but for me, my, like, my higher power is all about, you know, when I was trying to get really so, this, this bottle, of water would have been my higher power at one point. This, just to sit there and focus on that so I could get through the struggle, the pain, the fear, the anxiety, the hurt that I was feeling that was making me want, that I was feeling, and that's the word, what I was feeling, because that with the feeling was what made me want to go and drink, made me want to go and use. So it gave me that breath, that space, and it still does give me that space to basically be the better version of that I can be each day, like, you know? <laughs> I just kept singing. Because I was, I was lost in the moment. Like, you know, for me... It, like you walk onto that stage, it's dark. You can't see anything. You can see the chairs, but then you know, like, I, I, for me, it's about just being me at that time. Afterwards, it's about the connection. But when I'm on stage, it's all about being the best I can be right there, right, right then. You know, and that's what it's about for me.
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That. Yeah. That does. That's. That. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was, I was very. Thank you for that. I, I, I wrote that song while I was out in the desert driving, uh, feeling completely isolated, uh, and having a moment where it was like, ah, this is what I loaded. Like, what am I doing? And then all of a sudden, this that that silence came up with give give thanks. And I remember when I came home with that song, uh, Jacinta was like, the wife was like, what is that? And she went, and I said, like that. Because I believe my first that first album, Glass Homes, is very much that purge, bringing out everything that was the struggles and the pain and the fighting that was going on, the internal arguments and that. Uh, and it's that purge. Uh, and then as I've progressed and I've moved on, I've tried to craft, become a craftsman with my songwriting. But there's still a big element of purge, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nana Muscuri. Yeah, Nana Muscuri. My mom loved Nana Muscuri. She felt like, yeah. 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 Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Oh. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Broken, thank you. The, it, Broken was one of those songs that I guess... Uh, I co-wrote that song with a couple of guys down in Melbourne. I went for a trip. I was touring, uh, and I managed to get uh, a, a co-write with, with this this fella called Pip Norman. Uh, and we sat down and we just talked, and we just shared different stories. And the the, the one common story that came out of the, the whole thing was the fact that uh, men, mostly in general, men. Uh, and and young men, uh, like would you call it teenagers? It's like the communication thing is something that we we don't do, and because of that, the sense of feeling broken becomes a bigger and 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 more intense thing. And I love the the, the analogy of it broken for me is 
the Japanese take a beautiful vase that might have been broken and then they repair it by using gold that gives it more wealth and more worth. Uh, and for me, I feel that that's what our lives are. Our lives are that same thing, is that we basically can sit down uh, and be broken, but then we get moments of gold given to us. And if we take those moments of gold, we can become something of more worth and something better. But it, it, it's you have to be ready to hear it and listen. Uh, yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yes, says yeah, that's good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, <laughs> I got thrown at a pub once because I was arguing with myself in a mirror and the barman says, you got to go, mate. And I says, I'm going to give him a kick in. That fella there, and it was me, I was arguing with myself in a mirror. So, like, no wonder I got thrown at the pub. <laughs> no. I was in a pub, I was like, God, see you, pal, I'm going to take you. And, but, you know, that must have, that, I, believe, I feel and believe that that was my higher power talking to me and going, mate, you need to have a word with yourself. You know, but I wasn't ready to have an honest word with myself. Uh, yeah. But again, it's just that thing where, I, if we go back to broken, it's that thing of being able to ask, are you okay? Are you okay? You know, and I think, uh, we are afraid to ask those questions when people are hurting and we can see they're hurting because sometimes we don't know how to deal with rejection and somebody says, no, go away, F off. But I think once you've you've done the work yourself, you're, you can you can deal with that and you know what to say to people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 
Yeah. And we did and released it during COVID as well. That was the big thing. I was like, should we release this song during COVID? And 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 then it was like, well, how do we do a clip in that? And you know, I, I felt it was the right time to release it, but I've had so many people say, oh, you wasted that. You should have released it after COVID because it's such a good song. And I was like, well, it's only for the people that know me, really, and want to hear me and want to listen to me that would have got it, you know, and, and, and understood it, you know? So... Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busby Maru, with a, with, yeah, with great guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Last couple of months has been all about just in a, all about my wife and her job and her basically getting into the position she's in. Uh, we've run a few, I've I, I run a few hiccups with that now and again because of her work. Because uh, we live in a world where people make assumptions, and I'm 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 bad at that. I make assumptions. <laughs> my kids will tell you exactly what this game, what I'm like making assumptions. But you know. Uh, like Jacinta and I, we've tried to separate our work as much as we could uh, because there's so many people that dislike what she says and what she does. And then they go, well, you are with us, so you must feel the same. And I'm going, oh, you're making, like, what do you call it? Like, and I have to put it in a way that you've got a partner. Does your partner like the same ice cream as you like? Or do they like the, the what's their favourite colour in that? And the thing that makes... Jacinta and I relationship so strong and so good is that, you know, she's from Alice Springs and I'm Scottish, you know, so there's a constant debate of things and us working on that debate uh, and that's growth. <laughs> so like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we, 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 uh, we have our, we have our uh, moments, but you know, it's my, what my job's been as her husband is to support her in the last few months to be a husband and and do what a husband does, and that's support, uh, regardless if we agree on everything or we don't agree on everything. And and so we've we've been spending that time being uh, I've been spending a lot of time trying to get used to a new job and trying to get the family getting comfortable with it. 
But uh, this week I fly off to Nashville. Uh, I was in the process of getting a working visa, but it just went. Just I've got to come back earlier from the trip uh, to for my interview with the uh, US consulate and get the stamp. Boom! But I'm off to Nashville next week for some showcasing uh, for the Americana Fest. Then I come back. I'll get my my visa. So then I'll work at getting some gigs. Uh, later in the year and then I have uh, a few gigs organised for the coast here in uh, Australia then in where, 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 around about March I have a Port Ferry Port Ferry Festival that's the first time I'm really excited about that I've been I've been trying to get that oh oh I have been chapping at the bit to get that festival, and I was so looking forward to being able to watch uh, Kim and Jay Roach, but sadly passed away. Uh, so uh, I have to, I'm a bit sad about that, but you know, I'm really excited to be going there. And then there's talk of me doing a small halls tour in the WA, which we've just got to finalise that. Uh, and then, fingers crossed, I'll be back across to the States doing some. Uh, work over there uh, in LA and uh, back to Nashville for some co-writes and reconnecting with the people that I've connected with and try to get some work. So that's the plan, but plans go and, and they come. And so at the moment, that's what we're looking at doing, maybe for the next, from now up into the mid next year. So that's, and that's quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, if he's been a wee bit of guitar and vocals done, I'm happy to come over, mate, and uh, hang out with you. We can, we can, we can go and do a few things. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Oh, definitely, Pete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will. I will. Yeah, I will say. I will say this: that uh, I, I came to the conclusion that. Uh, 
that people are saying, oh, what do you, how do you measure success, Colin? What, what do you see as being successful? And I, and, I, and I say to them, well, being the kind of human being I am, uh, I'm finding the more uh, successful I get with the music, the further away I'm playing from the bar. So, like, the further away I play from the bar, I'm doing all right, like, you know, so that's... <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess we would hope that he would want to sit and listen to me because I know at 17 I didn't want to listen to anybody. Uh, so I was, I was you know, a big ass. Uh, I, you know, like, at the moment, so I've, I've got a stepson who I love dearly. He's, an, he's the oldest one. He just sent us, but he's definitely in that path of... Uh, he wants to do it his way and he'll do it his way and no matter what what advice anybody can give him and what kind of love uh, we want to give him he will do it his way Uh, so I wrote a song called The Headlights uh, for him Uh, and I guess it's for anybody who's willing to to just listen Uh, I think for me it's I would say to myself I say look there's a lot of forest out there, you know, and there's a lot of darkness out there. Uh, you need to start getting comfortable sitting on your own and be comfortable with self. And the minute you start realising how comfortable you can be with self, the, the less you're going to want to be uh, trying to be something more than you're not. Like, you know, I think that was a, like... You know, it's the quiet times that scare me the most when I was younger. Now, it's those times I relish. I'll relish those quiet times uh, and because now it's it's all about enjoying those times, you know, enjoying the quiet times because, you know, if you don't enjoy the quiet like, and, and another thing I will say, I, I would say, is that enjoy the hard, painful times because when you enjoy those times, you realise when life's good. Because life is good. Yes, brilliant. So that's the thing. That's I would say that like, that would be something I'd give myself at, at seventeen. Enjoy the pain. Enjoy the struggle. Because when this, when you're not struggling and you're not feeling that pain, you will know what is good about life. You will know what is good about life. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, wow, that's great. That's so good. <laughs> well, it's because you care. If you didn't have the nerves, it would mean you didn't care. That's what I, that's how I do with it when it comes to my performances. <laughs> that was I had like I've been I've been that involved in calling I'd completely forgot and and it wasn't until I went oh no like you know and I was like ah oh, but yeah so to all the dads out there I hope you had a beautiful Father's Day and I hope the love was full I will I will go back to that being the teacher in the the, the classroom to simplify it for me for me to understand what you were saying there somebody turned around and says you can meet one asshole in a day. But it, and or you can meet ten assholes in a day. If you meet one asshole in a day, you've met an asshole. If you've met ten assholes in a day, who's the asshole? That yeah, that's that, <laughs> and that was me for a long time. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It was just yeah, that's it. You're like, would you? You know, you're not having them. You're not. So that was something that when I heard that, I went away and I. You know, I, I, like it took me, you know, that was a slow thing. It was like, you know, when some, when the right things come, they take a long time to come into your head, you know? And that was one of those things that took a long time. It took me about a week until I saw that person again. I went, hey, you were calling me an asshole because of the resentments I was holding and me pushing everybody away. So, wow. And it was like, yeah, great. So, yeah. But I'm really grateful that you've had this time and we're sharing and, and I look forward to talking to you in 12 months. Uh, but before then as well, keep in touch. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, been great. <laughs> Yeah, and Apple Music and, and all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. And Facebook and Instagram and just say hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much for having me. I did. It, was, it wasn't as painful as I thought it was going to be. It was really, really, really nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You okay? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Take care. Yeah. Well, right on. 
what do you want to do? Do you want to do some again? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's cool. As you can see, I don't really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right on. No, that's all right. Well, I did. Oh, did we? we you know. I'm, as you can see, I'm really professional at what I do here. Absolutely. So professional. <laughs> Yeah, well, I can see a side bit. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah? <laughs> see, there, there, there's wonderful self talk there. I like that self talk there, Pete. Well done. <laughs> again and make it look as if we're just met. Pete, how are you? It's good to see your face. <laughs> oh, they're, they're... <laughs> no, it's nice to see you. We've only talked on the old bit of uh, the social media and, and, and internet and stuff, so it's nice to finally connect uh, on the, the social media world. Uh, so how you been? You been good?
<laughs> well, first of all, I want to say I don't think the story's quite finished yet. I think there's still quite a bit of story still to go. Uh, I've got a, a fair way to go, but yeah, uh, I, like I grew up in a, a small mining area just outside Edinburgh. Uh, originally, mum and dad were from the west side of Scotland, just well, sort of central. Uh, but uh, I, I grew up in a, a right hard mining area where it was all mining men and hard women, women that drank with the men, like the men. Like I, I grew up understanding what real feminism was. None of this idea of what what people thought feminine. I knew what a feminist was, and it was somebody. It was a woman that basically knew who she was and what she wanted from life. And 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 I grew up with men. <laughs> struggled with feminists, <laughs> but yeah, eh, I, I I definitely grew up in a place where the idea was to I wanted to be education wasn't something that I I, I I've now discovered now in life that I suffer from ADHD and so education is something that I didn't I couldn't grasp when I was younger eh, and so I wanted to be the best drinker. In the in the village, you know, you hear that saying, "The only gay in the village." I wanted to be the best drinker in the village, uh, but uh, I was I was uh, yeah I was crap at drinking because I always got in trouble. Uh, but yeah, that was me. That was my life. Uh, I had a, a dad who was a very he was a quiet man, hard working man, worked really hard, never had a day off in thirty years, but he just didn't know how to deal with a kid like me. Uh, I had a mum who was disabled, uh, who was in and out of hospital, uh, and, you know, I had to be a carer. I had a younger brother who basically uh, was was in, was sick as well. So, you know, my life for a long time was focusing on everybody else and making sure I was dodging the missiles that would come from my dad. Uh, and then I grew up basically in in that village, and I ended up in a relationship. And you know, I had uh, like a eleven year relationship. And you know, in that time, I became addicted to alcohol and drugs. And I had a a, a lady who had kids, and, and you know, like my life became this mess. You know, we running away, hiding, disappearing, vanishing, disappearing, angry in trouble, abusive, you know, stealing, robbing, like, you know, parents struggling to understand why their son is basically this monster at times, you know, and and, and, I'm, and I'm basically going, what the hell have we done wrong? And, you know, like, you know, I guess it's that thing we, we, we yeah, like they would have to lock up, they would have safe boxes and that hidden about the house so they could lock up their wallets and their purses, uh, and and they, lock down the television or I'd have locked at the house with it, like you know, yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing, like you know, uh, but yeah, who I am now is certainly not. I didn't do music back home in Scotland. I didn't play music. I did a bit of singing and stuff. I did a wee bit of, uh, but I didn't write songs. I didn't sing. I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be an entertainer. But, you know, I was just too much in love with the drink and the drugs. Uh, I was in love with it. I loved it. I loved everything about it. I loved the whole, the smell. So I ended up working in bars so I could be with it, be with the drink more. And, and, and I'd be in relationships where people would think I was 
having affairs, but I, I was I was in love with the drink. But then things happened. I would end up I would be having affairs. I would be being all those things that come along with addiction and that. Like you know, trying to make sure I could still feed the 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 thing that was hunger, the fire, the most. But yeah. And so that was my life in Scotland. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably a neat edit of what we say before, like I'll see how it goes, but yeah. 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 